0: So where were we? Oh yes, I remember. (laughs) One day, a guy named Rob, whom I had been friends with since middle school, he started talking to me about a friend he had named Tom. Now, supposedly Tom was this outstanding guitar player and he also wrote songs. I wasn't really interested at first, but Rob was rather persistent. (laughs) He talked to me every day about Tom, about Tom's guitar playing abilities and all the antics they had at the carriage house. (laughs) What's a carriage house? I don't know. Finally, Rob convinced me to to come to the carriage house one day after school. And that story might just be worth a listen. So this is all leading up to the, my first big band, right? And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let you preface. That's why we're, we're talking about all this. But uh, to go back a little bit, Rob and I were friends since middle school. I mean, I'm talking back when I drew pictures of a character called Super Mushroom. It was like a mushroom and he had superpowers like Superman. <laughs> there was there were other characters like Aqua Mushroom, Calvin Mushroom, Indian Mushroom. I don't even know if I can say that anymore. It might not be politically correct. But anyway, that's what I did. And, and Rob was always really supportive, but he wasn't on our student. No, we had other classes together. We had English together. In fact, I remember one time him telling me that he had told our English teacher that he, and, and he was probably not doing well in English, but he told the English teacher he had a clear shot from his house to the English room. I mean, by clear shot, I mean a, a clear shot, right? This was before the days of like school shootings. So, and and after that, at which the English teacher paid him great respect. Now, this was back, like I said, before school shootings were a common thing or even thinkable. So this is totally not even acceptable this day. In age, but back in the eighties, anyway. I think Rob had been joking. At least I think, right? So anyway, let me back up. So high school in the eighties. High school in the eighties was like it appears in the movies. It, like there were cliques, like in the movie The Breakfast Club. You know how there were jocks, cheerleaders, dorks, art kids, right? I guess I was a mix between a geek and an art kid. Rob was probably a geek. <laughs> I say I say probably because we don't know if he's listening, and I don't know if he has a clear shot to my house. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. His dad was a photographer. And the story goes that his dad took the photos that appear on the back of the first Aerosmith album. Right. Steven Tyler was from Yonkers, New York. And the story goes that my mother-in-law and he used to walk to school together. Now, I never met the guy, right? (laughs) I mean, Steve Tyler, but I'm sure he's a nice guy. But anyway, I digress. So Rob keeps telling me about this guy named Tom and how I need to meet him. And he told me about the stories of the Carriage House and where all these different musicians got together and played songs. Now, Tom, as I mentioned, was supposed to be an excellent guitarist and a songwriter. And Rob told me about like, how Tom had written songs. Like one was titled Begonia Blues. And it was about this like neighbor, like this crazy old neighbor guy who would like get mad at, at Tom and their friends when they would play ball in the yard. And the ball would be like too close to the begonias in his yard. He'd be like, hey, kids, get off my <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> that sort of thing. Anyway, Rob thought it was hysterical to listen to. I don't know. And I mean, so Tom did other songs like uh, a pre. College blues, which was the song about like all the sad stuff that happens, like leading up to the fact when you have to go to college, like the pre-college blues. <laughs> so these are the songs here. Take a listen. In my mama's been about semester's grades again. And yesterday I just lost. A Stay right. I remember one day um, <laughs> I'm I'm I carry my base to school, and I'm walking up this long hill, like I think it was called Underhill, right from the bus stop from from the school to Tom's house. And Rob is escorting me. And Tom's house was at the end of this dead end road. It was a really big house. It was a really old house. It was like like a mansion. It was really it was a mansion. <laughs> now Tom wasn't rich, but like this had this huge house. But I didn't go inside the house. Instead, I I went up the stairs to the carriage house. Now, let me explain the carriage house. The carriage house was was a garage at the time. But back in the day, back in the day, evidently, Back in the day, um, carriages would pull in to the bottom part and they'd pull the horses right in the carriage and that would be downstairs. And above that, the carriage driver would stay upstairs in this little room above the carriage house. Um, So that's like the the whole story behind the carriage house. But in the 80s, it it was just a garage. (laughs) So downstairs was a garage where they parked the cars and upstairs was a room where the band would play. And that's where we would play upstairs. So it gives new meaning to the word garage band, right? (laughs) But essentially... That's what it was. So the first time that I met Tom, um, Tom played a few songs for me. I played along on my bass as best as I could. And I think Tom, like what I brought to the table, like I didn't know much about bass playing, um, but I, I, or original songs for that matter, but he would, he would tell me the roots of the chords and I could play the root bass line, and eventually I could, uh, I could make the baseline my own like I could move I was I had enough bass playing I could move around a little bit and kind of knew what I was doing there so I think it gave the songs new layer like and I think Tom seemed to like that the the addition to the song of these new layers so um, it gave me creative freedom which I really liked as opposed to uh, just listening to like a song like a heavy metal song or something like that and just redoing what someone else already did I got to have the freedom to let me just play a song give you an example what I'm talking about So playing with Tom Playing with Tom was much, obviously, much different than playing with Silverfish, Like, right? First of all, because for the most part, like I said, the songs were originals. So they were written by Tom, and I didn't have to learn how to play a bass line to a song that already existed. I got to make them up, which was cool, even if it was just like a, a two-chord song like that, like this jazzy little tune, right? But I so I just wrote down the chords, or whatever he said the chords were, and then I just got to add the rest myself, which was really cool. And like I said, it wasn't heavy metal, which was cool also, actually. I'm not I'm not actually sure what it was. It was sort of like sometimes it was blues, sometimes it was this pop rock thing. Whatever it was, it, it was going to sound like whatever I wanted it to sound like. A lot of it depended on me, on um, both the bass line and also sometimes the background vocals. Let me give you a. a, a let me give you a little. Let insert a little song here. What I'm talking about with the background vocals. Don't tra- And that was cool because I got to do, like, the harmonies. It was something I actually really liked to do. I liked to sing the harmonies. I didn't have to be in the spotlight, at least not back then. And then I also, like I said, got to make up some more, like, I got better at playing bass, so I got to do more jamming, and I got to do, get a little more freedom. So let, let me play you one more example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> So I, th- I think the one thing that Tom did, did bring to the table was that at first my bass lines didn't have like they needed more color, right? And to this point, before that, all I was doing was copying simple blues riffs, like I said, from the Elvis records, right? But, but Tom went to his record collection and he pulled out an album. And I had listened to some Led Zeppelin before, but I wasn't like a huge fan. But Tom told me, listen to the Lemon song, right? <laughs> he said, if you can play the Lemon song, if you can play along with that song, then you can play bass to anything. Now, if you've never heard the Lemon song from Leds up and it's like, It it was just all over the place. And so I took the album home and I learned it. I learned every part of that song inside and out. Like I loved how free it was. It was so free. It was so loose. It was sort of all over the place. And eventually... Probably the reason I actually enjoy 50's jazz, because like jazz is just like loose and all over the place, but it's still tight. It's still like the notes are always right, but it's like all over the place. That's what I really like. But that that's another story. We'll get to that eventually. But the one thing we were missing was a drummer. (laughs) And being an art student, I knew where to find one. But that's a whole nother set of songs.